to donut or not donut? That is the question. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks, but I'm here to help. Hi, my name is Denise DeShetler and I'm a body worker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm gonna help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining. I am happy to announce that the Passionate Health Advocate Show is now on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Yeah, we are growing. Another thing I wanted to point out is if you are appreciating the guests on the show and want to learn more, I have their contact information written in the show notes as well as mine. So feel free to check that out. And now let's get ready for today's episode. Hey, I'm getting a call from Paige in Honolulu. Hi, Paige. Hi. How are you today? Good. Great. I hear you have something to tell me. Uh Uh-huh. What is it? What do you call... What instrument can be found in the bathroom? What instrument can be found in the bathroom? Hmm. What? A tube of toothpaste. A tube of toothpaste. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you packed your toothpaste because where we're going, you're going to need it. Let's buckle up. Welcome to the land of nutrition. We are searching for Lori Smith nutrition specialist and mind and body transformation coach. Is that you? That's me. I'm right here. Great. So nice to see you, Lori. Thanks for inviting us to the land of nutrition. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? We're doing good. We're, we're really curious about this topic. Uh, a lot of people have been asking me questions, so I decided today was a good day to come and visit. And now we want to know what brought you to the land of nutrition. Oh, well, um, I've always been interested in this field a little bit. Um, I, have, um, I have a background in PE and health. So I graduated from high school with a PE degree. And um, when I graduated from high school, though, that was probably the heaviest that I had ever been. Um, which wasn't a whole lot, but it, it really wasn't where I was comfortable. I did the diet pill thing. Um, I even tried the purging without the binging, just eating things that I didn't really like or, or that, that I knew weren't very good for me. And so I would just try, to, try to, to purge that and that didn't really work very well. But going into college, I was afraid of that freshman 15 that creeps up. And so I starved myself back then. So um, and then I, you know, I have two boys, um, and I stayed at home with them and got the 
what um well you've seen like the the dad bod stuff going around while i had a, yes. a mom bod you know with having a baby and trying to lose the weight and then having another one and then trying to use, lose the weight so i was kind of a yo-yo dieter um most of my life and um and then i began a, a process of transforming my own body when i turned 40 and then became a personal trainer from that and then as i worked with my clients training them I saw this really big gap between what they, you know, when I'm trying to work with them, like they're, they're down there doing push-ups, and I'm asking them what they ate for dinner last night and there just was not any cohesiveness with it. And there was not a lot of emphasis on it when we know that nutrition is the key to, to your success, especially if you're trying to lose weight. But if you're trying to just get healthy too, when we put food into our bodies, that is the that is the essence of our health, and and it seems to and, and and people know this already. They know that they they should be eating better. That they that this is the this is the road to their health, but there is a again there's a big gap between what they know that they should be doing and actually what they are doing. So. Um, I left, uh, well, while I was personal training, I also um, took a run at the, in the bodybuilding world. Um, I did a, a seven shows in nine months. So it was a really condensed wow. and compressed yeah. time frame. <laughs> um, but I mean, it worked. Um, the, the, things that I, the things that I was doing to get myself to that, into that shape. Um, were the, you know, I didn't, I never took anything. I never, you know, I never, um, took steroids or I took, you know, anything illegal. I did natural body building shows. Um, but it's definitely not, um, a sustainable lifestyle. And, um, and I went through a period of body dysmorphia. Um, and, and I thought about food constantly it was always on my mind and i was always there was a lot of fear actually that built up within that time frame too i had just a a, a serious horrible relationship with food food was bad and 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 i had a fear of eating with friends going out to dinner um going to my in-laws house um there was just a lot of you know constant pressure about food and um but and then I tried to push, you know, because it worked for me. So that's what I was like, hey, do do this to my clients. Eat this way and you'll see results. But, it, and, it, and it, it worked a little bit. I would give them their calories. I would give them their macronutrients that they needed to follow. I would design elaborate meal plans for them. And all of these rules that were my rules actually because they worked for me. And I expected it to work for them. And it did for a minute, but then, but then it didn't. So because they couldn't stick to it. And um, I went through, when I quit training, I went through some nutrition courses. I, I, I realized and I recognized that there was that need out there to focus just on the nutrition side of it versus both. And I didn't want to do both anymore. So I just focused on the nutrition. I did a precision nutrition course, which is a, it's just a really great course and learned a lot. So I implemented those tools and that protocol with my clients, went to a private gym and started doing nutrition coaching just at this private gym. And um, again, 
used those tools, but I was still doing kind of the same thing. Eat this, not that, and move your body more. And that put this focus on food being the problem. And I started to realize that food is not the problem. It's, it's how we think about food that is the problem. Mm. So. That's a, that's a wild journey you went on and, um, it sounds like, well, all of us have a relationship with food. It just depends on what type of relationship. So my question for you is you said, um, it was working for you and you tried to do that with your clients. Why did it work for you? And did it stick when you were experimenting? Oh, this worked for me. And now I want to try it with my clients. Um, well, as, as I was trans, you know, changing my body and then um, doing um, fitness competitions and stuff, that's a, that was a very specific goal. And that was very, you know, um, time, you know, it was very specific and very timed and very um, disciplined. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, that's, there is a fear there too. You're going to get on stage in front of a lot of people with next to nothing on your body. Right. So it's got to look pretty good. Right. But, um, through that process though, it really, it really messed up my mind. It messed up my relationship with food. So, um, and even, but I wasn't really seeing that at the time. It was like, Hey, I'm doing this. This is working. I don't, you know, I'm losing body fat, do it. And um, so my own mind wasn't in the right place to actually even be able to coach people the right way to be able to do Mm. this. So I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) That is, you know, it worked for me because of that sort of a messed up mind. So, um, and I'm not saying that all bodybuilders are have, you know, have that issue. I had underlying issues that brought me to that place to begin with which is why I sought counseling. And um, so through my own counseling um, is where the, where, where the huge shift in my mindset came from, where I can have the body that I love and that I want and be able to actually maintain it without much effort. And, and that is the whole shift in the mindset that that I did for myself. And what I did though is actually brought a lot of what my counselor was teaching me about shifting my own thoughts. And I used that type of mentality to help teach my clients how to shift their mindset about how they're thinking and just change, almost just change your perspective about things, um, about food, about situations, about yourself, and, and in that shift is where the magic is, is where, where you, I, can, I, I, can, I can maintain the body that I have and still enjoy my life and not obsess about food and not have the guilt about eating something and the shame that comes with that. And, um, and, it's, and that is what I want for my clients as well. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm so happy you found that. And uh, who does not want to have shame or guilt when it comes to food or being obsessed? I I, I mean, there's so many people I know. I I was in that at one point, maybe maybe more more than I could admit. Um, uh, We are all hyper-focused about food, good or bad. It's it's always there. And then how we adapt it for our body. That's another thing. Right. 
So, um, okay, that's fantastic that you had that experience and that shift. And anybody that's my client knows I'm a huge fan of shifts. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, so, you know, and we can't, it's hard to talk about a shift until someone actually has one. But, you know, for people listening, right. um, what is it, you know, what's like a big takeaway? If you're not currently right now, these people are not your clients, um, but what would be a big takeaway for them to, to even open their mind to nutrition? Like what would you, what's advice about that? Just even opening their mind to nutrition? Um, well, to, it's more like opening your mind to the, to the, uh, the, the change in how you see nutrition, the change in how you view um, food. And I think that is a um it's a it's it, it it's it is that relationship with food but there is this underlying belief that people that i think a lot of people have at least a lot of the clients that i work with um that they don't quite believe first of all that that this change is possible for them mm. and um but it's not necessarily just about the you know the the what we're doing it's the why we're doing it and and when i work with my clients we have to pull out a deep rooted why to be able to allow that to help us make choices in the moment because that's actually where we live we live in moments we don't live you know at the result and we don't live in the past so um in those those moment to moment decisions of whether or not in that inner conflict that is constantly going on i don't know should i have the donut or should i not have the donut you know or mm -hmm. should i eat now i'm not really hungry but i'm bored or whatever um that that inner conflict that goes on in there there's this um when you can when you can realize the power that you have in in each moment that is and a lot of people don't believe that they have that power they don't believe that they have a choice they feel and that's where feeling out of control comes from is that they don't believe that they actually have a choice in every single moment and it's and then you had the donut and now you have the guilt and you have the shame and now you go well i already screw it i already screwed up so i might as well have another mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. um or then they start to say well this one thing won't hurt um, it's just, you know, it's just for today. And I was so good yesterday. And so I'll have this, but I'll start fresh tomorrow. And then they start the stories and then they start the excuses. And then they try to justify them through this conflict that goes on in their heads all the time. So I'm not sure, sure what your question was anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, I was saying, um, what can people uh, kind of open their mind to nutrition? And I think you did answer, which was uh, you said that they feel like they can't get there. They can't right. get the result and it is right. possible. Uh, yeah. When you were talking about that, it makes me think, and again, this is just uh, my impression, but you can let me know. Is it easier or like what you found in your experience working with people I'm guessing that people have like, say, if they're trying to do a uh, get ready for a wedding or get ready for a competition or something, there's this high motivation, but there's an end point and it's not their whole life. And I'm guessing that people that are focused on something, they're going to eat the right foods for that, you know, until that point is over. 
how do you work with um, people that, you know, you know what, I'm not trying to get ready for anything. I just want to feel better and look better. Um, what, what keeps those that are the going? People, yeah. Those are the people, um, those are the people that are easier to work with, actually. Oh, okay. Everybody hearing that? <laughs> right. All right. Okay. I mean, yes, having a goal like that is, is good, but, but we still have the short-term mindset. Exactly. And when you have, you know, that short-term mindset and, you know, you do things that are not sustainable, you do things that are, um, that are, 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 are faster or, you know, the quick fixes and things that, and, and in that, in that realm, you can't teach yourself how to live in a body that you're creating. And mm -hmm. so what I do is I help people. I help them learn how to live in the body that they're creating. So that actually all falls down to an, an identity. So what you, when you're trying to change habits, it's not necessarily about the habit itself. It's about changing who you are. It's about, it's more about becoming someone than doing something. So you need to become that person over time that is going to be able to sustain that lifestyle. So um, one of my mantras is um, that, first of all, there, there is no good food and there is no bad food. And once we separate that and we stop thinking in those terms of good food and bad food, um, we take the emotion away from it. Um, so whenever you have this, um, this, this identity shift too, you're taking, you, when, you, when, when you're eating the food without the guilt, there is this, um, I'm trying to find the right word. There is a, there is a great, well, it's a superpower, <laughs> honestly, because, it, because it, it, it makes you, it gives you that confidence and you build, you build some trust in yourself, which again, gives you some confidence. And when you have confidence, then now you're seeing consistency. And when you get consistency, that's when you actually start to see the results. But in that transformation, when you're, when you're changing that identity and you're looking at the person that you want to become and asking yourself, what would that person actually do? And, and, and then you start to translate that into your own life in the now, you start to teach yourself and, and those temptations that are there become, the, and the, the problem is the temptations are never gonna go away. There's always going to be donuts. There's always going to be that thing. Um, and then there's always going to be holidays and there's gonna be birthdays and there's gonna be you know, circumstances as well. It's not, just, it's not just the temptation in that moment. But you get to a place where it, you actually don't want it because you want the other thing more but it's it it's a weird shift that happens and, and and it happens over time and you have to just keep practicing it and it gets easier and easier and easier as you go um so i think the people that have that you know, that long term i just want to live my life you know and and be healthy and do this for the rest of my life versus i have a wedding in, in, you know, a two months that I need to get into this dress for, um, 
they'll do things that aren't going to be something that they can sustain. So it's actually harder to work with those people. Um, not because their why is their why is two months. Right. right. <laughs> Thank you for, for bringing all that information up. It sounds like some key points are, you know, that point when they're working with you, um, you can no longer see that there's a good and a bad with food. I think the pressure of this is really, really good for you. And this is really, really bad for you. If you can kind of neutralize that emotion, um, Mm -hmm. that will help be consistent for yourself. So you're not beating yourself up to continue with the path. So, uh, it sounds like obviously we'd have to work with you or someone like you to get to that point, unless you're one of those people that are already there. But that's a huge thing because we are emotional about our food. At least that's what I believe. Um, right. And also, uh, this and good whole- and bad emotion too. So it's not necessarily. Yeah. So even in that realm, we can't. We, it's it's really it's it's it puts a negative spin on it when we talk about emotional eating, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't want any negative spin on any of it. It's just, food is just food. And and our emotions are valid, but we don't want to smash them together. So we we don't want to deny what our emotions are and how we are feeling, but we also, you know, don't want to attach them to the food and want that the beginning of that is there is no good food and there is no bad food. Oh yeah, it's the passionate health advocate dance break. Now get up and shake your thing. okay, you know what? I really want to explore nutrition and do it right this time. Um, It's not something about, I'm going to try it for two months. I'm going to try it for this year. It's more of, I want to take a step into this, the right direction for my life. And how can I move into this direction? And, And I know what it's like to get on the other side where you're thinking, I'm now making this choice of what I'm eating today, because if I do the alternative, I'm not going to feel good. And I don't want that. Right. Um, so right. I can understand that these questions more yeah. than you want that moment of right. it right? trumps it trumps but it. Yeah. Sometimes. And but but sometimes you know, so I have this, you know, when I'm working with my clients, they have this, we talk about this all the time. Um in in the moment you have um the you know one you have one way to go or the other way to go. You have the donut or not the donut, right? But so if you, if you decide to have the donut and you want the donut or you think you do, then you wait, you pause for five minutes maybe. And then you go, okay, if I still want you in five minutes, I'm gonna eat you. And I'm not gonna feel guilty about it. And I'm not gonna have shame about it. And, and, and the next choice that I make is not another donut, it's another choice. I get mm. to make another choice after that donut. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, it's another pause, you know, and then if I still want you in five minutes, and then you can push that to 10 minutes or 15 minutes or an hour. And then, and, and I'm going to come back and I'm going to have you and then, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. 
And that is one of the, that's a win. For me, that is a total win. That's huge. But it's like yeah. when you come in the room and you hadn't planned on a donut and there is one right there and now four of them are down your throat, that's the, that's where, a, because it's mindless. It's, you're not thinking right. about it. Right. It sounds like you're talking about conscious eating. Yes. Yes. Oh, conscious nice. eating. Conscious eating. And you throw, or mindful. Mindful eating has been used, you know, has mm-hmm. been overused actually. And so people don't even hear that word anymore. But um, <clears throat> when you get that, when you have, and the, right there is, is power because you have, you've taken, now you have taken control over the food. Now it's your choice on whether or not you're going to eat it. And it's not choosing it for you, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Because you, if you're being conscious or mindful or present, whatever word you want to do, but it's not autopilot, you're just shoving things down your throat Mm -hmm. Um, as a reaction. It's you are pausing first, so then you can react, not, you know, being proactive versus reactive. Proactive versus reactive. And that gives you control. That gives you that power, which builds trust in yourself which mm-hmm. <laughs> builds confidence, which creates consistency. So there is a path. And, and, and it's not just this. It's like, make, you know, when you promise, when you make a promise to yourself and you keep it, that's how you build the trust. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be only about food. You can build trust in yourself with, I'm going to floss my teeth every morning and don't break that. Or I'm going to make my bed every day and then don't break that promise. So when you, when, and you can do this in every other area of your life, that will supplement your ability to take control over situations and Mm -hmm. then build trust, build confidence, create consistency and see results. Nice. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you for explaining that. So, you know, when we talk about a lifetime, that sounds really daunting for a lot of us, but if we break it it down into dental floss, making your bed, (laughs) these are baby steps to move in a direction. If this is somewhere you want to go, it's just, you know, it's kind of like, packing your suitcase before your trip, you know, it's, it's right. just taking the that's steps. Oh, I like that. That's a good, oh, that's good nice. one. I'll use that one more. of my <laughs> mantras. Yeah. One of my mantras that um, has actually a lot of my clients have adopted is that um, what I tell myself is that I can eat anything that I want, just not everything that I want. Mm, Ooh, that's a good clarification. Mm -hmm. So what I do with my whole day now is I do, I call it the zoom out method where you zoom out in your day and you take a look at what's going on and then you can pick and choose what you're going to have and when. And so when, after you start getting really good at it and, and I'll explain that in a second too, and on how to get good at that. But, um, like if I have, if I have, um, happy, I call them happy chicken eggs. If I have pasture raised eggs, then I'm eating the yolk of that because there is such goodness in the yolk of a pasture raised egg versus, you know, the, the store-bought eggs that are, are, you know, run through the chicken mills. And so if I have those, then that fat that I, I'm, I want that fat in that yolk. So then I'll probably just have the egg instead of an omelet with cheese on it because now there's fat in the cheese. Mm-hmm. And so, or if I do, you know, an omelet with a good egg and, and the cheese, then I'm going to take a look at like my lunch and my dinner. Right. But if I have, you know, if we're having lasagna for dinner, there's going to be a lot more fat in that. So even if I had happy chicken eggs in the morning, 
I'll probably just do an egg white omelet, you know, skip, skip the cheese and maybe add more vegetables. You know what I mean? So I, I do yeah. zoom out and take a look at all of that. And then where am I getting my protein? And then, and, and where are all my veggies in my day and how many, and my carbs. So I take that zoom out and, and my activities throughout the day and what it is that I'm doing and all of that kind of stuff starts to, but all of that is so, it's so automatic in me now that I don't even really, it, I don't spend energy on it anymore. I used to um, when I was tracking and when I was starting to try to figure out a diet that worked for me to keep me where I'm at. Um, but it's, but, it, but now it's like, I don't even, I don't have to track anymore. I just do this. Okay. I got this and I got that and I got that. And it all kind of starts to piece together in my head versus writing it all down. But if I start to veer and if I start to use my old excuses and I start to fall into my old habits again, I'll go back to tracking. Mm, okay. Okay. So this yeah. is like a way of life for you now. Yes. Um, but it sounded like you did have to do some tracking in order mm -hmm. to just kind of step into that role. Yeah. It's um, an awareness. You have to build an awareness first. And that's the, that's the very first step for my clients that then when I, and that's what I would recommend if anybody wanted to just, just to begin somewhere that just, just writing it down. That's all you need to do is just write it down. And it doesn't have to be an, on an app and you don't have to count calories and you don't have to measure your food and you don't have to figure out your macros. Just become aware of the food that you are eating and how it makes your body feel. Not how you feel about what you're eating. Oh, <laughs> good. Another good clarification. How do you feel <laughs> after you eat? How does your body feel after you how eat? How does your body feel? Now we're starting to go, I'm looking at this objectively now. Now I'm looking at data and I'm looking at it from a different perspective than uh, the shame and the guilt perspective. Mm -hmm. Now you're looking and maybe you can maybe say, okay, it was worth it or it wasn't worth it, but that would be maybe the only emotion you would attach. Mm -hmm. it, okay. That really wasn't worth it because of how I feel now, because my body doesn't, my body is hurting because of what I ate. Yeah. So when you keep track of your, you know, what time you're eating and what you're eating, maybe quantify things and then start to go, okay, how hungry was I when I ate? and rate that on a scale of one to 10. What is my energy levels throughout the day? When am I having these cravings that are always popping up? Um, and then how strong are they? And then um, my focus, can I focus for more than 10 seconds on one thing? Um, or in my mood, because food will affect your mood as well. So when you track those five things, your hunger, your energy levels, your cravings, your, uh, what else did I say? mood and your focus mm -hmm. those things will start helping you figure out the foods that you should be eating versus me telling you eat these things and here's the list of good food and here's the list of bad food because <laughs> right yeah 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 so so for someone listening right now if this is something like oh this is actually a topic i've been wanting to approach especially now that i have all this time in my house and my kitchen's right there. Right. How do I get out of this pandemic body into the body <laughs> that I know is meant to be mine? Yes. Um, so, so, so if uh, these are a good place to start, write down those five things. Um, and then, so if they're, if they're collecting data, let's say, let's say they're going to do this, um, collecting data, would they collect data for one week, a month? Oh, uh, 
um, as long as it takes. As long <laughs> as it takes to, so, so if they're not working with anybody, how would they go about right. it? Um, uh, first thing I would do is just do, do it for two weeks, okay. two weeks straight, um, every single day track, you know, and, and kind of keep track of what you're, how you're sleeping too. Mm -hmm. Um, because sometimes like what I have found is, is if I'm tired or if I don't get good sleep, then I'm hungry the next day and I have cravings the next day. Um, so, so I sleep either, plays a big part into it as well. Sleep, oh, sleep is like, right. yeah. Sleep okay. is the, 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 yeah, it's, it's the found, it's like everything. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole new topic. Yes. Okay. Sleep start. It's all about really it's for fat loss. It's all about hormone balance. And we need to balance our hormones and hormones are actually the, like the foundation of how our hormones give us what they need to give us throughout our day starts with sleep. So, okay. So sleep is another one to track. So if they do that yes. for two weeks, then, then with that information, then what should they do? Should they actually go seek someone out to, to help them with this or that would um, be, a, yeah, they could, they could start there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or just start to, to be, honestly, just recognize and start to be aware of the food that makes you feel good and the food that doesn't make you feel good. And, and then, and the times of days that you're, that you're eating and stuff too. Um, but I mean, if you're, if you're curious and you're concerned about, well, how do I get rid of these cravings that I keep having, mm -hmm. then, you know, then I would seek out somebody that would, that can maybe help you identify the things that are causing these cravings or causing hunger when, you know, you just had a meal two hours ago, why am I still hungry? Um, that kind of, that kind of stuff. But uh, honestly, just becoming aware of, of the food that you're eating and how it's making your body feel, again, will start to solidify your perspective about the food that you're eating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so that you can try to make it, you know, and, and change things up. Wow. And after I eat oatmeal in the morning, I want to eat my desk by 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. So maybe I need to do something different. So if you're not sure what to do, then I would start, then I would seek a nutrition coach out. Yeah. Okay. That's, I love that. And I like the fact that this already, if this is something that someone wants to do, it's very empowering. Just the fact that, you know what, I'm making the calls. I'm the only one that knows how I feel. So right. I can assess that by how I feel. And again, reiterating, it's how I feel after I eat, not what I feel like before I eat. Right. Yeah. Well, what you're doing is you're creating, you're building up data, right? But you're creating, you're writing the book. If, you're, mm -hmm. if you go out and you try to, you buy a book about what to do and about what to eat, but your body has all the answers for you already. You just have to listen to it. And so when you write it all out though, now you are, you're kind of, you're developing your own user's manual. So go back and look at that. So yeah. I would recommend, I mean, start at two weeks, but don't stop at two weeks. Keep going because number one, as you start to see changes, your needs are going to change as well. Mm -hmm. So you're going to still need to keep, keep going with this until you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. You don't have to have, and you can do the whole zoom out thing and live your life instead of the, you know, trying to figure out this, this, you know, your, what your diet is supposed to be. Now it just is. Yes. Oh, what, what a wonderful place that would be. Yes. yes. It is a wonderful place. I'm there. Yes. It is wonderful. And I love it.
That's so. good. That's good. I have to say, um, it's funny. I, I personally, uh, started doing that a long time ago, this zoom in, zoom out, um, without seeking out a professional help. So, um, uh-huh. you can ask my partner actually laughs at me because, because <laughs> if we talk about what we're eating, I'm already going, well, if I'm having that, then I'm not going to eat that tonight. You know, so I'm, yeah. I'm constantly rearranging. But you know, well, honestly, eating. a lot of people probably do already do that. Yeah. They're going to save up for Friday because they know they're going right. to, you know what right. I mean? Right. They'll do, they'll do stuff like that already, you know, yeah, but yeah. even then on Friday, you still have a choice. Exactly. Right? You exactly. still have a choice. And when you get to that point, it doesn't mean you, it's a free for all. I have a really, really uh, big hang up with the word cheat meal or cheat day. Mm, okay. So, because, because of that whole connotation, cheating, number one is a negative thing, right? Right. So now you're putting this, um, uh, I get my cheat day, but you're doing something wrong you know? So yeah. I call it, it's your choice day. <laughs> That's a good, I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah okay. Day. So, um, now let's say, um, people are doing this and they do want to seek, um, professional help. What would you advise for them to get a qualified, uh, a nutritionist who, who would they see? And not only, um, our listeners are not only in the States. So what would you advise in general, um, for people to, to go and get some help with their food and diets? Um, well, I think the highest level is going to be a dietitian. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that person has a, a, a degree in nutrition and, um, and hospitals have dietitians. There's clinics that have dietitians. So you can seek out a dietitian in, in all of those areas as well. Um, a lot of that is not, is going to be just nutrition based. It's not going to be mindset based, but that gives you a start on, on, on maybe some good good foods Mm -hmm. and bad foods, you know, or foods to avoid, um, if you are experiencing certain things. Um, but, uh, going to a a gym, uh, you know, personal trainers do have a background in nutrition. So you can start asking questions there. Again, there is such a, uh, a wide spectrum of thought on, on what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so still keep, keep with, you know, what works for you isn't going to work for someone else. Yes, that's oh. true. And what your trainer, cause I was one of them and that's why I know is going <laughs> to give you this, you know, general plan based on what has worked for other clients but everybody is different. So just keep that in mind when you start seeking and searching for someone. Uh, I think the best bet would be like to, to get, um, ref, you know, get some referrals or some, you know, or reviews or something um, from people that you know that, that have seen someone and go that route. Okay. And that someone doesn't necessarily need to be um, a personal trainer? Are there people that, you know, like yourself, I mean, you have that background, but right now you're not specifically doing that. So are there people um, that are just nutritionists that, um, that's who we want to seek out as well? Yeah, there are nutrition certifications. There's, uh, several of them that, um, that are online too. And there is an emotional eating one, um, online as well. There's, um, I took the precision nutrition coaching and that one, that one was very thorough and it did touch base on 
the emotional side of things, but it also it also uh, divided up different types of people as well. But that was mostly based on what their body type is and, okay. and would give you different nutrition advice per different body types. And that was the only, that's the only one that I've ever seen that did that, that actually mm. did, at least went to that length versus, you know, getting a nutrition certification that said, okay, here's a protein. And that's what, these are all proteins and here's all your carbs. And, and this is what mm -hmm. a carb is. And this is what, you know, that's what a general nutrition certification will get you. Okay. So I would seek out somebody that has a little bit more advanced certifications as well. So okay. precision nutrition is what that one is. And they're online and there's even um, a forum online too. And you can hire someone straight from there. They'll oh, direct okay. you to someone from precisionnutrition.com. Great. It's a okay. great start. So thank you. And um, you are you currently, you provide services right now virtually. Is that correct? Yes, I do. Yes, and I do. What are those? Uh, I do do one-on-one -on -one coaching. That um, is a, uh, we meet, we meet <laughs> once a week or we talk once a week or we zoom now once a week. And that's the one great thing about the whole pandemic is that I just got, you know, pretty good at virtual at video conferencing, which is kind mm -hmm. of fun. And it's so great to, to actually see my people versus talking with them on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I do do one-on-one -on -one coaching and, um, and then I will, I have them, my one-on-one -on -one clients also join my online, uh, 12 week coaching programs. I have two of them, a level one and a level two, and it's called mind strong mind and body transformation. And, um, you can find that on my website. Uh, I am currently working with my one group of one-on-one -on -one clients that are at, um, what week are we in? Week four, we're in week four. And then we do group coaching, virtual coaching once a week. And that is that has been the most beneficial, I think for them is that they get together on, on the Zoom call and they get to talk and, and talk about what's going on with them. So there's great a unit, you know, unity there and, and great community support. Um, and then my level twos just finished and uh and now they move into what i call the strong mind nation and that is so they did level one for 12 weeks they did level two for 12 weeks so they did six months worth of work and now they do another six months work worth of now using everything and practicing mm -hmm. everything that they learned in those first 24 weeks so and that's called the strong mind nation but you have to like graduate to each one of those Got it. Build up your life. <laughs> yeah, I also exactly because it takes a good year for that, you know, for a true solid transformation, at least that to be able to start, you know, you know, I'm 51 now and it didn't, you know, it took me, you know, I started doing this when I turned 40 and, and now, you know, I've been living in the body that I have now with the mind to keep it um for about six years now nice. so and that's been great but it took a while to get to that point so but it's possible but it's, it's possible, possible. It's yes. actually probable <laughs> start to think about it i also do offer a 14-day challenge 
that helps people see what the what like what how my coaching style is on and what the types of things that we work on in the 12 week course so you don't ha don't have to jump right into a whole 12 weeks you can kind of test it a little bit i guess with the 14 day challenge so that helps people make a decision on whether or not oh yeah so great thank you that sounds like a, a lovely invitation to dive into if this is a path you want to go on and really transform your life out of the pandemic body <laughs> you, can, uh, you can try it with lori and um so you know if we want to know more where can we find you uh well the best thing would be just to email me uh but a lot of people think that that's like too forward, um, but uh, my email is Lori, it's L-A-U-R-I-E at laurismithnutrition.com. And uh, I have a website that is laurismithnutrition.com. And I also, you know, I'm, I do have a, a, a Facebook group that is um, called, it's, I think you could probably find it easier if you just went to the Lori Smith Nutrition Coach on Facebook. Okay. And then you can find the group there. And I'm in Boise. There might be some Boise, Idaho. So there might be some more Lori Smith Nutrition Coaches out there. I don't know. I haven't searched, but I mean, okay. what are the odds that you're going to find another Smith out there? Uh, <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> I'm also on Instagram, which is, uh, of course, Lori Smith Nutrition. So super, super simple. Yes. Rolls off the tongue. Lori Smith. Lori Smith. <laughs> well, fantastic. Thank you so much for inviting us to this land of nutrition. I know I've learned a lot and it's definitely as, as we're finding a common theme with everything that I'm, you know, talking and taking people to land. It's more than just physical. It's about the mind. And uh, with you, yeah. it's sounding like it's our relationship with food. And it doesn't mean that it's bad to have a relationship with our food. Um, but it's possible and probable to make a change if that's what you want. Yes. Great. Love Thank it. You. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for joining the Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShetler. Like what you hear? Then subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.